welcome to the Body Emotion Podcast, Pain, Health and Emotions. In today's episode, you are going to be learning, we are going to be learning about personality, temperament, stress, the consequences and what you can start doing and learning about how to cope better depending on your personality and the temperament and the consequences that stress might have in your life. Let's go for it. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much one more time for being here. My name is David El Corobarrutia. And here today we're going to be speaking about such an interesting subject that we have been discussing in the previous episodes. So why why do personality and temperament uh, are important in this thing related with the stress? What's what's the the role of your personality in coping better or worse with stress? Well, first of all, we need to understand that your personality has a lot to do with how you perceive opportunities that you have in life or how you perceive situations in life and how much amount of control and security you might have in one situation or another. So so your personality is kind of the filter of Uh, selecting and choosing how much control do I have here, how much security do I have in this situation. It's a matter of how you interpret situations. Because you can interpret situations as good, as bad news, uh, or neutral news. It is a question of whether you use social support as a way of stress regulation or you don't. And that's going to depend on your personality at some degree. Some people are able to regulate stress optimally and other people are very reactive, very hypervigilant and have major problems regulating and coping with stress, with all the stress that we might have. Because remember, in previous episodes, we spoke that there's like physical stress, but in, in our societies, most of the times, the stress that we experience is psychological and social. And today I'm going to explain you the, 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 the personality and the temperament uh, and stress with the following example. If you remember in previous episodes, I've been telling you some stories with Charles and uh, with baboons, with humans, with primates. You don't remember that? Come on, you haven't, tell me you haven't listened to the previous episodes. You gotta go there into the episodes about optimism and pessimism or the first episode that you can see in the podcast about stress because I, I tell you a story about Charles. But anyway, I'm going to tell you a, a different story with the same person. So let's talk about Charles, okay? Charles, uh, it, it was before in our in our episodes and, and in, in the stories I was telling you. But let, let, let's speak about Charles, okay? So Charles... Charles is a successful person. Technically, he lacks nothing. He has a good life. He's doing good in his life. He he has a very high position at his job. He's second. He is second. He has a salary that allows him to live comfortably. He has good social relationships. 
And, you know, he's not number one in the hierarchy of his company or the way, uh, the place he works. He's not on the top position. But he, he enjoys a very good position in the company. He's pretty satisfied and he can accept and be grateful for what he has. On the contrary, on the contrary, we have Joseph. Joseph. And... Joseph doesn't look particularly pleased, happy, or content. For him, everything is a battle. For him, everything is like a battle. Every time someone comes next to him or he's doing something and someone else comes, he starts becoming very hypervigilant because he needs to keep his status. Every interacting for him it seems like a competition that he can be stepped on. This is the typical person, Joseph, who usually usually says, I don't trust even in my father, I don't trust even in myself. So he's constantly in a state of hypervigilance. And this is a state, a physiological state, that he pays the frustration with other people, for instance, his employees, and therefore uh, the other people try to interact with him as little as possible. And it is that Francis, uh, that Joseph's profile um, where he comes with a series of physiological responses. Elevated levels of glucocorticoids, remember the cortisol, the hormone, one of the hormones of stress, uh, you know, for any minimum challenge or detail, he considers as a stressor and it generates such a poor immunological environment. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, and little by little, he is having a worse health. And it's that in, in many occasions that the excess of competitiveness can lead to these physiological responses related with uh, coping very bad with the stress. And it doesn't mean, by, by this I don't mean that it's not important to compete. In fact, at the end of the episode, you, uh, you're gonna, I'm going to tell you something really important about why it's important to compete and why certain part of your personality should compete. But in a healthy in a healthy way because having goals is very very important in fact it is essential to give your boat certain direction in life in fact i really recommend you to go to my uh, social media on my instagram because a while ago i created a post about uh, goals and pain and i go more into the details in that post but it's really important in order to mitigate pain to have goals because that generates different physiological responses like dopamine and it helps the sense of motivation. It helps to have a, a, a higher pain threshold. But the problem is that like Joseph, it's very, it's very often it's very typical that he experienced that stress of the competitiveness 
because what he wants is just to show off, to be better than the neighbor, you know, to, to gain status or to have a higher hierarchical position in whatever is the context. On the contrary, let's look to Charles. He's a team player, you know, he takes life with some relativity. He's not constantly on the alert of uh, for what one is doing or is not doing or what the next person is thinking about him or is not thinking about him. And it is not that Charles uh, doesn't like to grow, to progress, to move forward. But for Charles, it's more important to be able to have balance, to have balance in everything, to, to have time to take care of his health, to have time to interact with others and have nourishing and meaningful social relationships. For him, it's not about being workaholic and working almost obsessively just for the sake of improving and gaining status money or have a pay raise. Or have a pay raise. I'm going to tell you a little personal story. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I am from Spain. And I am from a little town called Avila. And that is next to Madrid. Anyway, when I was finishing, when I finished my degree, uh, I remember to have you know, social interactions with people in my in my hometown. And, you know, most of the people at my age, they just finished the degree. And some of them, they were they were starting, they were working in Madrid. And, you know, in Madrid, it's, like, it's um, a very, very good city in terms of economy and job employment. Anyways, a lot of people, they were working in consulting. And... In, 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 a, in a few, like, very big buildings that we have in Madrid and Skylands. And, you know, I, I remember the when, we are, when I was interacting with these people, they were telling me certain behaviors that I was observing and analyzing. And they were like, no, you know, because when you start working in these companies and the consulting, wow, we are working like 12 hours and it's like working nonstop. Because, you know, we are with our suits and it's what we need to do now to progress. And, and you know, uh, you can get a really, really good position there. And for me, I don't, I mean, I, I was not even in that environment. But just the fact of feeling how they were speaking about that, it made me feel that that competitiveness was like, okay, yes, but for, for the sake of what? Of having a better, you know, higher position in a few years. That's good, but, you know, are you going to lose your health in the way? Is that really a functional behavior? Is that, you know, you feel like, wow, I feel important because I'm wearing suits every day. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's a bad thing. You know, it's, um, you go to war as you go to work. But, um, it's just the it's just the how you know it's about you know working and working and working and competing 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 all right it's about priorities but look at this cause this has been studied with baboon with baboons primates with primates and look how interesting is the studies that they've done because what they were doing is they were observing different types of behaviors in different primates, they, they were living in a tribe. 
So what they were doing, they were observing and they were collecting data on their social interactions. And at a given moment, they were anesthetized, the primates, to measure a series of parameters such as cortisol levels, the ability to develop antibodies, cholesterol levels. And these studies are amazing. They are awesome because they had to pay attention in many, many little details. For example, they couldn't, they couldn't dart uh, the female primates because it is very female primates are most of the times pregnant and that could affect into their health. So that's, um, that's something that, well, they were really taking care about. And what they were observing is that the primates, they were observing something with primates of the same social rank or in the same social position. And this is what they were finding. Let's imagine again Charles, and let's imagine again Joseph. So Charles is there in a sunny day, you know, in the savannah. He is in his territory. He's chewing some of delicious leaves from the, from the trees, from time to time a couple of bananas. And then suddenly Joseph comes. And then Charles keeps doing his business, chewing, enjoying the bananas. In fact, he looks to he looks to um, to Joseph and he is very relaxed and even he takes a nap. On the contrary, there he is. Joseph is in his territory and then suddenly he sees um, he sees Charles coming. And, you know, once he sees Charles coming, he starts behaving a little bit violently. He starts making some threatening gestures, more movements. He is in alert. His nervous system is stressed because he's thinking that maybe something is going to happen. There's going to be a battle. Something is going to step on him or someone is going to uh, take him from the position that he has in the territory. He is in a hyper-reactive state. But let's imagine, because they were observing this, okay? It's, it's, this, is, this story is important to whatever I'm going to summarize later, okay? So, but let's imagine that in the same situation, because that was happening and they were, they were observing this, there is really a threatening situation for uh, Charles and for Joseph. What it happens is that normally, normally, what they were observing is that um, when Charles is really, when he's capable to see that there is a threatening situation, what he does is he takes control of the situation as soon as possible. He focuses on how to solve the problem efficiently. And then in what he can control at that specific moment. What is being observed is the personalities that sit passively in the face of a real threat, they do nothing, they have higher levels of glucocorticoids. And if there is if there really is a fight between these primates, what do you think happens? 
is that the when what it happens is that when Charles wins the fight, he celebrates that with the friends. And if he loses, he's able to accept that. On the contrary, on the contrary, when the other primate wins the fight, he doesn't really celebrate it at all. And if he loses, what do you think he's doing? He pays the frustration and fight with another primate in a lower position or in a lower ranking position. And this is really, really interesting because, uh, you know, humans, we are not that different in some ways. And if you don't believe that, I invite you to come on Thursdays to play football with my friends and I will tell you. Because sometimes when I play football with my friends, this is something that I observe when we win, when we lose the reactions of some of my friends and the reactions of other, other friends. And, and it's interesting because these things, they happen and you see the personalities of whoever wins and celebrates and then when someone loses, it's like, you know, pissed off. And, and anyway, it's really interesting. But look, it's been observed something really important that other primates are unable to determine, determine if they have won or lost. It is as if they have a sense of nihilism. That nothing is war, nothing is useful, nothing is going to make a difference. So yeah, that's, that's another thing that has been observed. Passively or not being able to differentiate if you win or you lose. Like It's like you go through life with a sense of, alright, anarchy, nothing matters. So, as a summary, as a summary, these primates, these primates that as I told you, as I told you, it's not very, they are not very different than us. Um, it's, it's, it's been found that the low levels of glucocorticos are found in baboons that are good at knowing what is a threat and what is not. Those who take the initiative, the initiative, they are proactive in situations that are really threatening. And those who are capable of celebrating victories, but they know how to lose and accept the, the lost, they are the ones that they have lower levels of glucocorticoids or they cope better with stress. So those who respond best to stress are, are those who have a high degree of social control. For example, what has been observed, observed, the ones that they start fights in these tribes. Those who respond best to stress are those who have sense certain amount of prediction. They know how to predict if a situation is threatening or not, or if an outcome will be good. And they find resources to canalize the frustration. And what is being observed is that this style of dealing with these situations in life results in baboons with low levels of glucocorticoids and that they last longer in the higher positions of their tribes. But pay attention, because this is not a matter of being in a high position in whatever hierarchy you are in. That doesn't mean it's important, okay? But it's not about that. It's about dealing with the stress in a less reactive way, what it contributes to have a better health and probably 
make better decisions and that helps you to grow and be better. And be better. Look how interesting. Is, is that the... So the, these, these, these levels, these physiological responses and how we deal with that, better or worse, it depends on the personality and it depends on many other variables as well, okay? It depends on many other variables. It's not just the personality. That is important to understand. But there are two key factors that contribute to a worse stress response, okay? We've been learning a few of them, but pay attention in these two. The inability to compete... So this is the typical person who gives up or who does not compete, who gives uh, up at the, you know, at the very beginning of any challenge. So that's why I was telling you it's important to compete. It's, it's, it's in people who are very high competitive, they cope with the stress not that good because they are constant, it's very likely that they are constantly anxious for competing, competing, be better than the other person, show off, uh, grow in a hierarchy. But the inability to compete makes you give up and it doesn't give you a certain, certain amount of control in your life. And the second key factor that contributes to a worse stress response is social isolation. So that's, for example, introvert people have more mm, problems interacting socially but that is does that mean that is you know that your personality is grown not really but you need to sculpt certain parts of your personality to cope better and understanding these kind of things they can help you because if you're very introvert sometimes you might have anxiety in social environments because you are fucking thinking about what other people are thinking about you am i doing it good or you have insecurities so you need to know yourself you need to uh accept who you are to some degree which is not easy but it's possible and then you probably will cover it with that kind of stress we are speaking about social isolation in in this specific uh context because for example the following has been studied with certain types of monkeys. 20% of some monkeys called the rhesus monkeys, which are very funny little monkeys with a yellowish color. Anyway, 20% of those monkeys, after a series of parameters, they were classified as highly reactive. Like the baboons that we were talking about, uh, they, they were on alert when they saw a rival appearing and they entered in a state of threat. Well, these little monkeys, they see problems in everything. That's what it was observed. But in this case, the answer, the, the response, the way of coping with that situation that they are interpreting as a threat, it wasn't like with um, threatening or going, going crazy. It was more like shyness. They were put in a normal environment. Imagine they are put there, you know, they have some trees, they have some bananas, they have some fields, you know. Life is good in nature, in Africa, in the middle of Kenya. And what other monkeys could find as an opportunity to explore and to have curiosity about things, these highly reactive monkeys react with fear. 
triggering high amounts of glucocorticoids in their bloodstream. For example, put them with new monkeys and their anxiety levels, they were, they were a skyrocket. They become shy, self-absorbed, and again, they, they synthesize high levels of glucocorticoids. From my personal point of view, one of the deep problems that people have and one of the problems that why people are not happy or and they don't cope easily with stress is the a lot of people go through life with uh, a lack of curiosity and curiosity is really really important curiosity is such a virtue with great amount of rewards because it helps you to understand why you have certain things why life is easier in many many ways and having certain amount of curiosity helps you to be grateful and pay attention into the details to listen to the other person to not um, be excessively selfish and to have better social relationships because you know everybody likes uh, being asked and you know speaking about their lives but sometimes I'm a, at this point I'm speaking about the curiosity of interacting with other people okay but you can be curious about uh, I don't know why mm, some flowers uh, they follow the sun or you know you can be interested about how to make cars it whatever is genuine it, but it's important to be curious I think it's it's a very important virtue and this is something I will speak at some point but sometimes everybody's following the crowd and that's the problem another aspect is that these types of little monkeys if you if you separate them from a loved one they go into depression with high levels of corticos because they are overreacting and their nervous system is in a fight or flight or freezing response and there is some immunodepression immunodepression and that's again sometimes personalities that they have a lot of emotional dependence that they cannot be alone they don't know how to be on their selves they are afraid of being alone again that all comes into a process of cognitive uh, thinking and changing a little bit your behaviors and the way you interpret and cope with different situations from what has been observed, the, there is a key factor in the personality of these little monkeys to respond better or worse with the stress. And this is what you need to pay attention now. That the facts, they do not match with the response of those facts. The facts, they don't match with the response of those facts. So, you're driving... And someone takes your parking. And you were going to park there and someone took the parking before you. And then you go crazy. That is, the neutral situations are perceived as a threat. And then your brain, your nervous system, your thoughts are like hostile environment. Hostile environment. So that's a neutral situation that you perceive as a high threatening situation. And this is really, really important. To cope better with the stress is really important to differentiate what is important, what is not important. What is um, 
really um, a threat and what is not really a threat. Imagine you have a meeting with your boss tomorrow. Why could that be a threat? But that's probably because you are thinking, you know, am I going to be hired? Am I, have I done something wrong? And you start asking questions that they are useless. And they create a high alert response on your nervous system. And it is that all this that I'm telling you here, uh, it's, it's something that we can observe in humans, in their behaviors, in their reactions, in, their, in, in, in some of neurotic uh, behaviors, neurotic personalities. Because on many, many occasions, these things, they are very similar than the little monkeys or the baboons. Just observe. Just observe. Observe. Like a scientist, observe. Does that mean that whenever a person has a stressful response, it is always, always because of his personality? Of course not. Binary thinking is often quite useless. That is that there are many factors that influence, perhaps, maybe some neurotransmitters that they can generate stress. They have not been yet discovered. For example, imagine that you're physically exhausted. That's going to affect how you cope with certain neutral situations. So ultimately, not everything is black and white. It is important to consider that there are certain behaviors and certain characters that are more likely to respond better or worse with stress. And this is changeable. It can be changed. For example, let's take the example of learned helplessness. This is a great example. What does that mean? We've been speaking about this in the previous episode. But in mind, there's an adversity that happens to you. And what is the response of certain people on their inner dialogue? I can't, it's too much. Why doing anything is not worthy, it won't work, I am useless. In this type of situations, these systemized, systemized responses are more prone to depression, and as has been shown in many studies, higher levels of glucocorticoids, worse metabolism, worse immune response, and worse health. Can this be modified? Are there any solutions around? Yes, of course, especially for human beings, because you know, the baboons, the monkeys, they do not respond very well to psychologically um, sessions to psychological sessions you know with a therapist you know they have they, they don't really like they don't really like books they play with them they might you know start laughing at you and making noises because you know they have lower cognitive capacity but humans they we are amazing we have such a potential in in the way of we how we process things we just need to learn because the personality can be modified at to some degree. For example, certain personalities are more prone to anxiety and their stress response wow, go up to the moon. And you can modify that in the way you process and you interpret things. But this is something I'm going to tell you about in the next episode in which you are going to learn about the biology of anxiety, the type A personality, and how Envy or being jealous can make you live in a constant stress response 
And I'm gonna tell you many other things, many other things to help you to move, pain-free and live. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with everybody, with your neighbors, with your work colleagues, with the politicians, with the famous people on the TV, with everybody. Just share it, especially with famous people on the TV. Thank you very much. My name is David El Corbarrutia, reminding you to move pain-free and live. Thank you very much. And we are going to be together in the next episode. Ciao. 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 Ciao.